Hey, everybody. Matt Wallace bringing you AI every day. I'm pretty excited to share this pretty weird thing that I've been working on with you today. And I'm going to take you right into the screen here so we can dig in and look at it. What, of course, is a brand new chat happening with ChatGPT. And I've, I've enabled this plugin. I called it Free Range GPT. And you can see it's hitting localhost, meaning it's an unverified plugin that's hitting localhost as a server. I've exposed an API on localhost, and technically this isn't really running on localhost. It's actually running on a Linux system, and I am tunneled into it. And so this port localhost 9999 is actually running on a different Linux system, and my local port 9999 that the browser can reach is connected to the port 9999 on that system. And what you can see here is that I've exposed in this plugin API for ChatGPT, you can see under commands here, that what I have done is the, the description for this is the command is run in the directory specified in the request. The function returns the standard out and standard error of the command execution. And so I've created an API for ChatGPT for this plugin to use, and it can run a command. It gets to run that command in the shell. And that's got a put file and a get file. And really that's just path content and if it's binary or not. What's really interesting about this is this means that ChatGPT, because this service I have intentionally run on the target system is root. This means that ChatGPT basically has unfettered access to do what it wants with that. Now, of course, there are all kinds of horrifying security consequences of that. This API is only accessible from localhost tunneled into that system. That system only listens on port 22. It is a virtual machine. I have snapshots of it. Now, of course, that box has internet access because one of the points here is to let ChatGPT drive it around and actually be able to retrieve data from the internet eventually. So I'll show you this session. We've been working hard at it here, but you see, you know, I can ask, what's your current objectives? And then I realized it didn't, it hadn't really retrieved its objectives. So I told it, retrieve memories, find the long-term term type, update startup memories so you know how to retrieve them in the future. So it goes, oh, I have a long-term objective, which is get Selenium working with Firefox web browsing. One of the first things I wanted to do is go retrieve things from the web and it, it can already retrieve them because it'll happily use curl, but I want it to really act as a person. And all of the more interesting things out on the web are there are things that you can only really do through an ordinary browser. There's too many iframes and scripts and things that are just too difficult to deal with from a curl perspective, as well as things that just, if you're not using Selenium and, and driving a real browser, they'll actually act poorly toward you. They may not render content for you at all because they understand that things like curl are completely programmatic. And we want to act a little bit more like a person. But what you can see is you, it will go through and it's, do you, want me to, do you want me to do something specific or should I just do it? And I'm like, no, just make it happen. And you can see it starts to do things. Command, pip3, install Selenium. <laughs> I love this standard error. Running pip as the root user can result in broken permissions. Not if you always run as root. And this box has no other purpose. This VM has no other purpose whatsoever and no other data except to act as a shell for ChatGPT. And in fact, I only installed the absolute minimum number of things that were necessary to get the API working inside of with that API endpoint. And at that point, I have never touched it again. And it actually has had probably at this point, like a hundred packages installed um, because ChatGPT installed its own vector store, by the way, here's a really interesting thing. 
I did it to help it by pasting in a piece of the Weaviate documentation because it did not understand correctly how to use something and it needed it. And it also wasn't really prepared to fully browse the internet. And of course, it's still like all the GPT-4 models. It still has a knowledge cutoff of September of 21. So some of its knowledge about something that's evolving quickly like Weaviate is limited but you can see now it's going in so let me install gecko driver okay i'm fetching that etc and so it's working really autonomously here this is fascinating i haven't ever seen this happen before the message you submitted was too long i'm, I'm guessing okay i understand what happened here because the input to chat gpt from the plugin is a message and so i'm actually going to have to I'm actually going to have to probably give it a, some sort of long-term instruction to say, when you are reading things, it's very important that you never read more than X number of lines at a time, say. This is a place where maybe the code sandbox model has a significant advantage because it doesn't have any such limitation. I've actually had it read certainly thousands of lines of text all in one go, and it, it seems to get them all into the environment it may not actually use them all at once or it may ignore parts it's hard to say right it, it, it's tricky because the code sandbox has its own ipython environment and so if it reads thousands of lines like loads them into pandas data frame or something then it's not as much of a problem but you can see it's still making tons of mistakes here and what i'm going to do for the moment just for fun is i'll go up here and i'll reload oh this not this but dash plugins so I'll load this plugin model. And what we should see here, because the plugin is still installed, it should still have my custom instructions. And I'll just say, hi. And you'll notice, again, it is immediately following its instructions. What's also interesting is sessions with ChatGPT, they have a memory of sort. Like, you're sending back some amount of tokens. And the way this works in the API is every time you want to send a message, you have to send ChatGPT all of the previous messages and your new message. But... I'm going to ask it, what are your long-term objectives? If it properly updated that thing before, actually, let me do this. Write a script that lists types of memories you have. Save that script in the memory access. What I'm trying to get to here is the point where I don't have to remind it that it has long-term objectives, obviously. I've only ha had this working fairly briefly, and it's been so fun to use. It's been so fun to use that... I literally have hit the 50 message in three hour cap like multiple times. It's bizarre what it can forget or not infer. It's actually incredibly intelligent about inferring one thing from another, right? When you have things that are similarly named. It's also interesting to me that now I'm starting to understand how it is that I hit this cap so fast too. I was thinking that when I was having these interactions that I was only using a message quote unquote when i sent a message manually like i typed it and the way this just happened here where it did what it was doing found this script tried to use it to save this memory and then ran into this problem i'm, I'm suddenly realizing it actually that each of the responses from the plugin is being treated as a separate message even if i wanted to show you more i have to take a pause for now but i hope you thought this was as exciting as i was Please like this, follow me and subscribe for more adventures of free range GPT running wild. And uh, I'll bring you some more insights. Have a great day.